It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live on the snowy skies from the Billy C studio in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you listen, whenever you're watching, I hope you're doing all right today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com or give my man a call 912-268-2328 912-268-2328 find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's to get an authentic Italian meal today's show is also being brought to you in part by you guessed it my book Tom Molino from Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of it right now where you're watching or listening to the show. Just go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told. This is a true story. This guy was born a slave. He was forced into fighting and for all intent and purposes should have been crowned the first world heavyweight champion a hundred years before Jack Johnson. And not only did he get ripped off there, he got ripped off, he doesn't even get credit for being the first American heavyweight champion, which he clearly was. The International Boxing Hall of Fame and the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame got it wrong. I'll show you why. I have the facts. It's in this book. Find out why Tom Molino's been robbed all because of the color of his skin. Read the book. You'll see why I'm so adamant about this guy. And listen, you want a signed copy? I love signing copies. Just visit the website, billycboxing.com, and click on the book. You can't miss it. And uh, one, one more time, if you're looking to get, if you're looking, it's like a DJ. If you're looking to get multiple copies, just drop me an email, billy at talkingboxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Now listen. Yesterday, uh, for some reason, we had a, a lot of people that wanted to call in. I promised that today we were going to open up the phone lines, and we will. Whoa, 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 hold on. Don't start dialing yet. We'll give you the cue of when to dial, uh, and we're going to take one caller at a time. So uh, once you hear somebody on, and then you hear them get off, then you can call back. That's, that's the way it works. Um, so I'll, I'll give out the number here in a minute. Uh, most of you have already know the number, but uh, if not, I will give out the number here in a couple minutes. Uh, but uh, today's the day. Uh, we'll take all callers. I, I, you know, whether you uh, have a question, a comment, a concern, uh, whether you agree or disagree, as long as you present it in an intelligent way, we're cool with anything you have to say. Just uh, no foul language because we try to, it's a family show here, you know. 
uh, and we'll go from there. Now, today's topic, and I, I, I swear, I don't know, I, I got a bunch of emails here, and every one of them, except for one, um, had Floyd Mayweather in the topic. They all want to discuss Floyd Mayweather, some uh, pro, some, some negative. Uh, but he, here's the thing. Um, yesterday uh, and, and earlier in the week, I talked about Floyd Mayweather uh, and, and regards to his promotional company. And I feel that Floyd Mayweather, based on how successful he was in marketing himself and how successful he was financially uh, and the fact that a lot of young fighters uh, look up to Floyd, uh, I feel that Mayweather Promotions uh, could be uh, a major player in professional boxing. Now, if you're sitting there saying to yourself, oh, Billy, see, he's, it's already a major player, you're wrong because he's not. The truth of the matter is, is that with the way promotions, uh, promotion companies are going now, a lot of them focus on greed and themselves and, and pretending they're a promoter. They want to be co-promoter. Oh, Lou DiBella co-promoting such and such. He doesn't promote nothing, nothing. The truth of the matter is, is uh, Eddie Hearn from Matchroom Sport uh, over in England, he's really doing what promoters are supposed to do. And although I'm not a big fan of Bob Arum, Bob Arum is successful as well. They educate you about their fighters, they market their fighters, and they bring it to your attention. Golden Boy was on the right track. Uh, they've slipped a little. So my point has been that Floyd Mayweather, who knows the business, who's been born into the business, who has uh, a lot of family members around him that know the business and has been successful and, the most important thing, got the money, should focus on promoting. He should take all his efforts uh, about being the best and turn it around and be the best at promotion. And I think that he could not only be one of the top uh, promotion companies in the world, he could take over the U.S. market, and we need that. Uh, for boxing. So I, I, I asked Floyd Mayweather. I know uh, he's not a big fan of mine, and I certainly don't like him too much personally either, although we've never sat down and met, uh, which uh, I would love to at one point. But uh, the truth of the matter is, Floyd, if you're watching, if you're listening, take all your energies, man. Turn it back into Mayweather Promotions because you could be the best, and you know you want to be the best at everything you do. So uh, do that. Joining me right now uh, from St. Simons Island, we'll get his thoughts. Sal, what do you think about uh, Floyd Mayweather really turning around and focusing on his promotion company? Because let's face it, he could be the best promoter out there. Absolutely. He sure could. I mean, it's it's open for the grabs. Like you hinted, uh, you know, Golden Boy definitely has the potential and, and was on the right track. And, uh, you know, Bob Arum, I mean, how much longer is he going to be active as a promoter? But he, he in the old school, I mean, Don King. Bob Arum, Lou Duva, those were the three mighty giants that uh, really promoted their fighters, and uh, you knew about them, and they were ones that uh, that were the household names back in the Mecca when it, when fighting was uh, very popular in the United States. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is that Floyd was uh, extremely successful in, in marketing himself, uh, as we know, and... Uh, you know, he's he. Well, that's the problem. He's all about himself, and and hey. I, I think that I think that if it's he, nice to it, talk to me. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. It's it's nice to talk to me. Uh, you know, I beat everybody I put in front of me. You know, uh, but the, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that if the guy would take that energy and that drive 
and turn it around and put it in his promotion company and, and actually promote these guys, actually, you know, advise them. You know, we were talking with Larry Hazard yesterday, and he made some great points, you know, uh, about uh, some of the young fighters that have fallen, uh, uh, you know, that went under the tutelage of Mayweather Promotions and have fallen and taken the wrong track. Uh, you know, Adrian Broner comes to mind uh, first, and uh, some of his new young fighters are, are seemingly to be following uh, the same uh, same path. If Floyd took it another level and was really a mentor in terms of, you know, trying to teach them based on his own mistakes. And when I say that, you know, the slapping the women around, the getting in trouble, the, the you know, that kind of the stuff that the press loves to, to point out, like I just did. Um, the truth yeah. of the matter is, is if he says, hey, don't do those negative things that I did that hurt me, but here, do the positive things I did that helped me. And if Floyd was willing to really do that and, and police it, could you imagine? I mean, they would be flocking to him. They would, uh, the, the, the young fighters would flock to him because of his success. You know, we've been, we're a copycat society, Sal. I mean, I, I think, I, I, listen, that's why most of them flocked to Golden Boy at first. You know, it's the promoters that never had a professional boxing career, or let me rephrase it, a successful boxing career that have trouble getting fighters. The guys that were successful in the pro ranks, they don't have trouble getting the fighters. It's They have trouble letting go of the limelight. And I think that's Floyd's issue 100%. It could be. could very well be. I mean, you made some good cases in the past. I mean, Javante Davis, this one, that one. You know they all they all get a fast track and a fast line to to success and you know how do they handle it emotionally and are they ready for it and and is their maturity level uh, adequate to 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 have that kind of uh, notoriety at that stage you know some some of them can handle it some of them can't but that's across the board in any issue in any sport really right. Exactly, exactly. Well, I got some emails, so uh, let's let's read some emails, and then, uh, as promised, we will open up the phone lines uh, to uh, uh, to get some callers from the uh, the viewers and the listeners. Um, first and foremost, this this is the one email I want to make sure. <laughs> Always one. Uh, yeah, there 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 is one um, that was not about Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. I was trying not to even talk about the guy anymore, but I know he, you say that every day. And, I know, and, but you know what? He's he's the centrist around our conversations many well, times. Well, the the thing is, is that he's been a staple comparison uh, of the last decade, and um, he came into the conversation, uh, you know, during this week because of some of the fighters and. And I, I I did go off topic when I when I started talking about Mayweather promotions. And I honestly feel, Sal, and I'm not kidding, man. You know, I, I mean, putting my – and the truth of the matter is, is I, I, it's not like I, – I don't like Floyd Mayweather, the human being. And like I admit, I, I've never met him, but I don't like him, the human being. And, and I will also admit that I have trouble separating that person from the guy in the ring. And, you know, when I do uh, separate it, you know, separate the two. I, I, I can't deny his talent. I've never said that he wasn't talented, Sal. No, no, you didn't. I, I, I understand that. And you know, you, 
make a good point. I mean, I have a hard time separating when they're so uh, knitted together in the media, uh, one's personal life and their antics versus their uh, real professional life, what they do and uh, how successful they could be. It's hard, you know. It's intertwined and it's a, it's a synonymous. Have you as you identify uh, what the news is releasing and about this person versus what their accomplishments have been inside the world of athleticism? Well, you know, jeez, uh, what'd you do? I say that. You, you, yeah, you say you're, you're very serious and monotone I'm today. Uh, you know, you throw. Really, what do you got? You know a dictionary in front I got of a you? Split and headache. I feel hey. like I woke up and someone crashed me with a sledgehammer. Hey, and, Slip and Mahoney, I'm what do you got, a dictionary in front of you? you big you, mug coffee. You, you're using all big fancy words today. But uh, uh, <laughs> what, what, you made me lose my train of thought because I'm sitting here. Sorry, I'm giggling sorry. to myself. Get back, get back uh, but, but, you know, the, the, the funny thing is is that, um, it, you know, like when I say about halls, halls of Fame, you know, Halls of Fame really should be – you should make it to a Hall of Fame, whether it be boxing or baseball, football, whatever, um, for your contributions on your field of play and the impact you made on your sport. Um, and I don't think that, you know, personalities or, you know, <clears throat> if you were in trouble with the law or anything about you outside of your field of play should be taken into consideration when we're talking about Halls of Fame. And the truth of the matter is that sometimes they are. You know, Pete Rose is an example uh, of one. Yeah, okay, you can throw in my face. He, he, he bet on baseball, which is the number one rule. Um, but uh, but nonetheless. with his name now. <laughs> well, nonetheless, you can't deny his contributions. No. And, and the same thing with yeah. Floyd Mayweather. When his time uh, is due uh, to come into the uh, Hall of Fame, you know, it, it's going to be what he did uh, in the sport of boxing, not outside the ring. And then, you know, for, for fighters like Boom Boom Mancini and Arturo Gatti, uh, those are fighters that many people feel shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I disagree because, yes, they accomplished, uh, uh, you know, world uh, title status, but they also, and, and especially in those two men's cases, uh, contributed to the sport in a positive way, you know. So I, I think that that is also part of the criteria. But that's my opinion. That's another topic. First email. This one's from my man Joel, who was just in the chat room, who had to go to work. <laughs> what is that thing they call work? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, Joel says, uh, "Hey Billy C, I was curious if you and Sal were aware of the big UK card coming this Saturday." Uh, featuring uh, surging prospects Lawrence uh, Oakley versus Isaac Chamberlain, two of the UK's best prospects at cruiserweight. You also have Ted Cheeseman fighting American journeyman Carson Jones for a minor title, as well as a 3-0 light heavy uh, Joshua Batusta. Uh, uh, Paul Butler and Charles Edwards will also be uh, taking Stay Busy fights on that card as well. Those matchroom cards are always entertaining and exciting to watch. What's your and Sal's thoughts on this card? Well, first and foremost, I, I, I am looking forward to the Oakley uh, uh, Chamberlain fight. These are two young cruiserweights that are uh, at the same point in their career. And, and Sal, you know, I, the bottom line for me is I love the card because it's got the flavor of all of the UK cards that we hear about. Now, granted, there are some stinkers 
and some snoozers. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is this is why I don't have anything against U.S. fighters um, per se. But what I do appreciate and have to give accolades to is that it seems, at least by action and and, and what we see, uh, the fighters from the U.K. and, and Europe and, and other countries outside of the U.S. are more likely and willing to fight other tough fighters at their same levels of their careers way quicker than they are here in the States. And as we've seen, it doesn't affect their long-term careers. As a matter of fact, it helps people weed out the contenders from the pretenders. Your thoughts, Sal? I love Chrissy Hind and the pretenders. <laughs> so do I. I. I love. I, I, <laughs> but you anyway, know what? they did. They did a lot of great the stuff. Other pretenders. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, your it's, thoughts. A great, it's a great weeding out process, and I agree with you. And you know uh, what? What great role model the UK has been on that level because they have their prospects willing to fight and uh, and uh, face anybody, and uh, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, as as a famous. Uh, uh, Michael Buffer uh, coined the phrase, uh, somebody's always going to go. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't mean the end of a career or end of the world. In fact, it could be just the beginning. Uh, if, if, it, if it is a growing uh, uh, pain that maybe a fighter has to go through to really uh, account for his own actions and to, to, to really learn from a loss and come back even stronger. And that happens time in and time out. But the bottom line is a lot of times we won't get to see that as much as we could if uh, if the uh, fighters here in America were willing to do just that. Face gonna... anybody, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, that's that's what it used to be. Um, it used to be. They, they, well, like we always say, Bill, and I, and I hate to interrupt, but not really. No, but the, the bottom line is this. We know that the core of a fighter, a champion, a champion's heart, they don't they – don't, care who they're going to face because they want to prove that they are the best of the best and they'll fight anybody anywhere anytime remember that old bragging rights oh, i'll fight you uh anytime anywhere you know that that that's the whole point that was what bred the the, the mindset the, the the mentality of a champion and the baddest man on the planet which is a phrase i learned once a long time ago <clears throat> well uh, we are going to read some more emails. We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to do a lot of that stuff. But Foist, I got to take a break. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in two. Billy C. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today, and I don't know where you are right now, but where I am, it's a snowing like a son of a bee out there. Yeah, and son of a bees snow bad, you know. Did you, ever, did you ever see one of them son of a bees, Sal? No, no, but I saw a son of a mobile. 
Yeah. <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. Not in Alabama, you didn't. Did they even know what a snowmobile is? No, 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 no. I, I don't think they ever, you know, it's, it was a form of a jet ski made from a converted snowmobile. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I bet you that floated well. <laughs> um, we got it. We, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. I know. Yeah, have I, another sip of coffee out of that uh, other Billy C. Milk. But uh, um, anyway, uh, we got another email. Uh, this one, uh, this one's from uh, Morgan, and he says, uh, "Hey Billy C, I've been watching your show now for a while, and I really enjoy it. But your blind hate for one of the best fighter ever drives me crazy. Floyd Mayweather has beaten Oscar, and in parentheses says yes, Oscar was older, but he fought great that night. Marquez and Canelo, and in parentheses he says yes." Uh, Floyd Mayweather played the A-side games with the weight, but he won every round. Corrales in his prime. Pacquiao, Cotto, yes, both were slightly past their prime. <laughs> at least he's, admit, at least he's <laughs> admitting both of, of them. At least he's admitting both. But they were both younger he's than Floyd. Honest. He's being honest. Uh, Pacquiao wasn't young. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Castillo twice, yes. Floyd Mayweather lost the first fight, but he, do <coughs> excuse me, but he dominated in the rematch. What fighter... Um, doesn't get a gift in their career. That's not cherry picking. I don't know, man. You just you just gave me all the all the reasons why I would call it that. But anyway, he says uh, Floyd was fighting for a belt before he had twenty fights and remained undefeated for over twenty years. The reason why Floyd Mayweather wasn't in a lot of exciting fights is that he was too good for his own good. Few were good enough to bring out the best in him. As far as Floyd Mayweather's always being the favorite, it's because he's always won. In regard to to uh, Floyd Mayweather not looking to challenge himself towards the end of his career, he fought his biggest rival in Pacquiao. Floyd Mayweather shouldn't have to fight a middleweight in Triple G to gain respect. People hate Floyd because he's uh, a first-class ass. One more thing, Floyd Mayweather knows uh, how to fight inside as well as outside. He uses brilliant shoulder rolls inside. Keep up the great work and say hi to Sal for me. And he says, um, could you match Floyd versus uh, Sweet Pea Whitaker in your new segment? Uh, yes, Morgan, I will. And uh, I will add that to the list. We have a, a growing list for that new segment. And by the way, uh, we'll announce uh, uh, the next date of that, uh, our next uh, uh, Magic uh, Boxing Machine segment, uh, segment tomorrow. Um, and also he says, P.S., ask Sal what fight he's most proud of so I can find it and watch it on YouTube. Um, well, why don't you mention that real quick first, Sal, and then let me okay. comment on the email, and then we'll come back to you. What, what's, what fight of yours are you most proud of that he could watch on YouTube? Okay, tell him to look up. There was a contender. It was a guy, Robert Choo Choo Dixon, Sal Senecola, Sal Rocky Senecola versus Robert Dixon. It took place Labor Day weekend, 1986, in Memphis, Tennessee. It was called Boxing on Beale Street at the old Daisy Theater. It was a 10-round war, and uh, Don Turner at the time was my trainer, along with Johnny Torres and J.J. Uh, White. We had a great, great camp, and uh, I came in. This guy was uh, was a favored uh, local hero there, and. Uh, 
It, ironically, I could tell you stories about this fight, Bill, that uh, behind the scenes that, that it was amazing with, with all the antics and all the things that did occur. But once we stepped in a ring and we're, we were gloved in a ring, in fact, they gloved me with 12-ounce soaking wet, wet gloves. I'll tell you that story, too. But anyway, it was a war. It was a great fight. Uh, that fight, I think uh, the doctor wanted to stop it once or twice. At the end of that fight, I had four cuts, which took 130 stitches to close. I had two perforated eardrums and a separated retina uh, from a thumb in the eye. Um, I begged the doctor not to stop the fight, and he did not stop the fight, and I wound up winning a unanimous decision in his hometown. So it was a war. It was a good fight. I'd like your opinion about that fight, but it's Sal Rocky Senecola versus Robert Choo Choo Dixon. Um, <clears throat> thanks for the info on that, and uh, definitely we'll, uh, we'll chat about that one. Also, uh, Jimmy Magnifico. That's another good fight. Yeah, Go you've ahead. mentioned that fight before. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Morgan, I appreciate the email, and uh, he here's the thing. I've never said that Floyd wasn't a talented fighter. I've just admitted before that I, you know, I, I have a tr I have trouble um, eliminating uh, Floyd Mayweather, the human being, and Floyd Mayweather's boxing career. My biggest hang-up, and I'll be honest, and, and I could go on and, and give you reasons why I feel he cherry-picked. I mean, you know, yes, he fought Oscar when Oscar was older. Uh, yes, he clearly uh, lost the, Castillo, the first Castillo fight, in my opinion. Um, you know, he waited too long to fight Manny Pacquiao. He, he clearly should have fought Manny Pacquiao sooner. Uh, Miguel Cotto as well. Um, you know, he could have fought uh, Sugar Shane Mosley earlier in his career. Uh, I mean, you could you could make that argument really with any fighter. So I, I'm not going to, you know, that's not my, my big hang-up. My hang-up was about Floyd is when he had the option to take a tougher fight, he always seemed to take the easier fight. For an example, the one that is easy for me to mention is, and, and it's, you know, you, you got to put it in perspective because during the time we did not know yet that Antonio Margarito could have been a cheater for longer than it when he was caught. You know, he was caught prior to the Shane Mosley fight. But at that time, Antonio Margarito was, uh, you know, the top in the welterweight division, many people thought. And I feel that Floyd could have beaten Antonio Margarito because Antonio Margarito was, was a slow, uh, methodical puncher. We all saw what Manny did to him. Uh, and uh, instead, f instead, Floyd was moving up to that weight class. Instead of fighting the guy that everybody wanted him to see, he chose Carlos Baldemir. And Carlos Baldemir, yes, had a title, but he was older and slower and, uh, you know, not even as, as uh, good as Margarito was. And I always think of that particular fight. I also think of fights that he took that he could have given a rematch to, when, and he didn't. The only rematches he ever gave was to the uh, Castillo, the Castillo fight that, that uh, Morgan mentions here, and, of course, the uh, uh, Madonna fight, uh, Marcus Madonna. Uh, so, so, you know, that's, that's the issue there. Now, my, my problem with Floyd, and when you mention the Triple G thing, you see, great fighters, if you go out through the history of the sport, and you look and you see all these great fighters. 
you know, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mentioned those two because they're, they're kind of parallel to Floyd in size and, and everything else. They wanted to shut guys like me up and do things that were out of the ordinary, outside of the box. You know, uh, I, I'm going to fight a bigger guy. I'm going to fight, uh, you know, somebody that everyone says is unbeatable. That's the guy I'm going to fight. And uh, they did it. And a lot of times they were successful, and sometimes they weren't. In Sugar Ray Robinson's case, he moved down. Remember, he was uh, probably one of the greatest welterweights of all time. Most people remember him as a middleweight after he came back from uh, one of his retirements, and he uh, became a champion at middleweight. But he also challenged uh, Joey Maximum for the light heavyweight title. It was actually the only fight that he was ever stopped in. And, um, you know, he was stopped because of uh, fatigue. He, uh, it was uh, 100 degrees at Yankee Stadium that day. Uh, I always love the comments uh, from Joey Maxim. He says, it's not like I had an air conditioner in my corner. Or he said, I, it's not like I had a fan in my corner. It was just as hot in my corner. But, um, you know, that's the kind of things that great fighters do. Sugar Ray Leonard came out of retirement and seeked the best middleweight of the time. In Marvin Hagler, Marvin Hagler had controlled the division for 10 years, you know, uh, just about 10 years. And, and, and that's what Floyd could have done. Floyd, you know, there's a good chance Floyd could have beaten Triple G, you know, but a lot of his fans agree with what he said. He says, I could beat him, so why should I fight him? And then I have fans that say, oh, yeah, you know, that's true. He could beat him, so why does he have to fight him? No, that's not how this business works. This business works like you got to get in the ring and fight him and beat him and then prove it. Now, my hang-up with Floyd is he, he uh, and, it, and it was a success story for Floyd, he was able to market that 50-0, which really doesn't mean anything outside of the heavyweight division. Uh, I, I just, I, I criticize him saying he was the best ever. I think that's my biggest hang-up. But I've never said that he didn't have... Uh, talent. And the other issue I had with Floyd was he was never an exciting fighter. He chose to fight safety first. People say, oh, you couldn't hit him. Well, he couldn't hit you either because he was at the other side of the ring. You know, so, you know, no disrespect to Floyd in terms of um, how good he was because he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he was he's arguably the best of his generation. Uh, but the best ever? No. Uh, could he have fought uh, more exciting yeah. Could, did we see the best Floyd Mayweather Jr.? I don't think so. I think we could have seen a better Floyd if he would have engaged. But his, uh, uh, you know, uh, opinion of, of safety first, cash out, make the most money for the least amount of risk, uh, worked for him. Uh, I think it, it was bad for the sport, but good for him. I'm not going to criticize him for the money he made or the route he took. I, uh, you know, do have a hard time sometimes uh, you know, separating him, the person, and him, the fighter. But uh, he's a Hall of Famer, and that's my thoughts on that. What, what do you say, Sal? Well, I'll tell you why. That, that's the most favorable light I've ever heard you speak of Floyd, and it, it is true. I mean, Floyd is a talented fighter, was and is, still is a very talented fighter. Uh, he could do a lot in a ring that others cannot, and he did market himself in an excellent fashion. And that's why he is so successful. And I'll tell you what, he could still beat a lot of those guys out there. I, I agree with you on his style of fighting, but let's look, let's look at it from all spectrums here. As he aged, you know, when, when you are in your 20s, when you are coming up and you are fighting anybody anywhere, you realize that, that, you know, this is your opportunity. This is your moment. 
and you don't care because you, you're young. You're going to live forever. When you get older and you age, you realize, well, you know what? Maybe all these blows to the head are going to affect me one day. Let me change my style a little bit so I can avoid it. You never know. You never know what goes through any individual. So maybe he adapted a little bit of safety first and, and hit or not be hit. And he evolved into his own style that's unique. And guess what? A win is a win, and he's won. doesn't look pretty at times. It doesn't look this. And, yes, he beat everybody that he put in front of him. But guess what? It's also the fact that he fought in an era where maybe he could have uh, – he, he did fight everybody that was out there available to him at the welterweight division. And, like we say, Bill, and I, we can't be hypocrites. If we say something for one fighter, it's got to also apply to Floyd. So if Floyd's cleaning up the welterweight division – he doesn't have to go to junior middle or middleweight in a sense. And if he's comfortable there, why not? And if he could fight and uh, not get as many blows to the head as other fighters are willing to take, why not if he gets a win? And uh, so, you know, I give Floyd some great credit. I think he, he does have the ability. I think he's had the opportunities. And would I have liked to have seen him in more exciting exchanges and, and, and roles in the ring? Well, I guess so. That's the fight game. But the bottom line is the guy is masterful. And he, he knows. He's a, he's a tactician. He knows how to use a fighter against him, himself. Uh, he'll assess a fighter in the first three rounds. He'll see what he's got to look out for. So I, I give Floyd uh, a lot of credit. And on the other level, I don't like some of the outside antics, and that's what I think you and I have a hard time associating or identifying, you know, looking at a personal life versus his professional life. As a professional fighter, I think he is fantastic. I think he's great, and he's done what he set out to do. Uh, I agree with you about the 50-0 thing. It's a applicable only to the heavyweight division because there are many fighters as we know Julio Cesar Chavez won 80 fights 80 and 0 before he even tasted the first defeat in his in his 80th reign so you know that's out the window but other things that Floyd has done I, I there are very few special breeds of fighters out there that will ever accomplish and do the same so on that level I give all the accolades to Floyd Mayweather <clears throat> Clean up the welterweight division. When did he do that? I'll give you a chance to respond to that right after this break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Billy C will be right back. Now back to Talking Boxing with Billy C, the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C, damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Today, uh, because we got so many uh, emails last night about Floyd Mayweather, we're, we're kind of talking about Floyd today, which uh, uh, is, uh, is kind of crazy. But uh, Sal, uh, before we went to break, you made the... Uh, <clears throat> in my opinion, ridiculous statement that Floyd Mayweather cleaned up the welterweight division. Um, explain. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. Do I have to hit <laughs> rewind? 
How did he clean up the welterweight division? Because I rewound. How did he clean up the welterweight division? Because he beat uh, Manny Pacquiao? I mean, uh, you know, there were a lot of young fighters. To clean up the welterweight division, and, and then again, when, when do we say? You know, a fighter that, let's say, is in his prime and fighting, uh, you know, some top contenders uh, that are similar in age, and then all of a sudden they linger on. And they continue to fight. They continue to win, but they're fighting less than stellar opposition. Is that considered cleaning up, or is cleaning up the yeah. guy that that fights all the uh, the young up and comers? I mean, Floyd yes. could have fought in Keith Thurm Thurman. Floyd could have fought uh, even Danny Garcia or or uh, Errol Spence or or somebody like that. I mean, he could have, but he, he didn't. Could have, you know. So well, he... how did he clean up the division? Well, I mean, he he fought and defended his title against many of the welterweights that were in a position to fight for his championship, his title. And did he fight everybody and anybody? No, he did not. But he cleaned up where he could uh, with the fighters he was facing of his era, of his day. Uh, could there have been more challenging fights? Possibly there could have been. And yeah, could he have, could he have uh, tried to fight a Keith Thurman or Errol Spence, a young Errol Spence? Um, possibly he could have. If we put Floyd Mayweather in a magic boxing machine against a Roberto Duran, I don't think he gets past Duran. If we put Earl, if we put Sugar Ray Leonard in with with Floyd, I think Sugar Ray Leonard gives Floyd a boxing lesson and hurts him and stops him. I think there are a lot of welterweights. That's why I agree with you. When Floyd tries to tout that he's the greatest of all time or one of the greatest, he's not. I, I believe there were many, many welterweights in other divisions, or I'm I'm sorry, other eras. That could have uh, gave Floyd a lesson or two. Yeah, but <clears throat> but cleaning I, up his division, he was the best, and that was a little aggressive statement from me, and that's why I'm saying I'm going to rewind that. Uh, I I think he fought the majority of the opposition that he had in his division at the time. Um, was he willing to face everybody and anybody? No, we know he wasn't, but. He did fight a lot of top opposition, and not to take anything away from Floyd, he's a very skillful fighter. I think he was masterful. I think he is a brilliant cerebral fighter. He's smart enough to figure out how to offset and how to beat an opponent. And those are some of the God-given talents that that uh, I credit him with, and I'll credit him with that every day. Uh, he does know how to assess. He does know how to counter. He does know how to uh, get in the ring. And you know, it's it's the outside antics. And yes, he doesn't engage. He doesn't get the foot wars he doesn't get in the trenches as much as it maybe he did it early on in his career for whatever reason but those are his reasons and you know what to get by and do what he has to do to fight and win and do it convincingly you know i, I don't anybody i don't have a doubt in my mind that he beat manny pacquiao and manny pacquiao came in uh uh fell short very short but it's also five years past the time they first spoke about Manny Pacquiao getting in the ring with Floyd. So yes, Floyd Floyd has his his ways of how he does things and his agenda. Well, that, that that's that's a great point because you know, if Floyd gets in the ring even 3 years earlier with Manny Pacquiao, does the end result still is it still the same? And 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 you know, as far as uh, let's give him credit, of course, I, you know, that's the misconception. It's not like I don't give him credit. I just don't no like him <clears throat> saying he's the best ever and then no, i start I. thinking of these great fighters who who did take the risk and and challenge themselves and maybe they all didn't come out on top and and in a way you know floyd's thought process is that you know 
uh, he holds that against those guys. And he didn't. Yes. it didn't happen to him. It didn't happen to him, so he's better. No, he didn't try it. You know, you can't say that you're better. If he did that, if he came out and fought bigger guys and challenged himself and, and fought the, the young guns and, and won, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I would be his biggest fan, but he's never done that. Just to go back uh, a, a bit, you said uh, about him cleaning up the welterweight division. Well, here's a great example to follow what I said with Carlos Baldomir. At that time, after he beat Carlos Baldomir, he could have very easily went after Margarito. And if he would have beaten, which I think he would have, if he would have beaten Margarito, now you could say that he cleaned up the division. One of the, uh, one, I had gotten an email not too long ago, and uh, one of our viewers, uh, actually it was Mitch, my man Mitch was saying that he did research and, and Floyd really never unified a belt, ever. I think there was one and it was a, um, it was a uh, you know, a lower end belt. You know, so he never even unified a belt, which in, by today's standards uh, are cleaning up divisions when you can at least unify. Now, there hasn't been, uh, I mean, uh, Terrence Crawford was the first, um, you know, undisputed, meaning he collected every single one of the major belts, and that was the first time in quite a while. But Floyd could have done that, and he chose not to. You know, I, all I do when I get into the argument about Floyd's greatness is I say, okay, you know, put the money aside, which I know means a lot to especially young people. Um, put the undefeated record aside. Close your eyes and think of, of uh, you know, a great fight that Floyd Mayweather was in. You know, and, and and it's very hard to have one pop in your head. If I say close your eyes and and I and I mention Mike Tyson or I mention Sugar Ray Leonard or Roberto Duran or Tommy Hearns or Jack Dempsey. Or, you know, uh, uh, anybody, Marvin Hagler, if I even mentioned his name already. You know, a great fights pop in your head. You know, memorable fights, fights that are etched in stone, fights that will never leave, uh, you know, the archives of, of boxing history. But when you do it with Floyd, those kinds of fights don't pop in your head. Maybe a controversial fight. Maybe, you know, when you think of Floyd Mayweather, honestly, the first fight that pops in my mind is the Manny Pacquiao anticlimactic fight, you know? Yes, and then right. when I start thinking of Floyd, because, I can't think of any exciting fights no. he was in, you know, at least for the last decade or so. Yes, when he was younger, he fought in some tough fights, um, and uh, that was great, but that was a long, long time ago, Sal. No, I agree with you, and, and like I said, my hasty remark about him cleaning up the division I think was in lieu of now we're, we were also – uh, kind of suggesting that uh, uh, he could, uh, from his own lips to everyone's ears, he could have beaten uh, Triple G, which, uh, again, that's a middleweight. And uh, so that's what I meant for him to be as a welterweight as he is, fighting at his best weight, probably as a welterweight, versus going up to a middleweight because there's nobody else left that they want to compare him to or to match him with that he could beat. Um, but like I said, I think the, uh, the the Floyd, if he was fighting in any other era, uh, I don't think he would got, have gotten past even Tommy Hearns. I don't think he would have gotten past uh, Roberto Duran. I don't think he would have gotten past Sugar Ray Leonard as welterweight. He doesn't get by any of the, the four, no, the fab no. four, in my opinion. And I've said no. this many times, people don't, they don't understand. But go back and watch Floyd Sr.'s fights. Floyd was a great defensive fighter, too. The difference is he engaged, 
and he got some losses. But you know what? He had more power than Floyd. Um, and I, I think if, if we did have a time machine, I, I think Papa would beat up Junior. I, I don't know. You know, maybe we should do that sometime. That would be an interesting fight, father and son, huh? Well, I mean, I, I think <laughs> Floyd, I think Floyd, you know, there's a couple of things about Floyd that you can't deny. Number one, his athleticism. The, the, the guy is athletic. There's no question about that. But the biggest thing that I do respect about Floyd and I've said it many times on this show. Yes, you have. Um, is the fact that this guy is always in shape. Always Floyd's in shape, always in shape. Floyd never wasted time in training camp. And granted, he had a year to prepare, but he never wasted time in training camp to worry about his weight. And I think if anybody could would would analyze Floyd and his career and his successes, I think the biggest uh, contribution to his success inside the ring. Uh, was his discipline. And the fact, you know, Floyd doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he stays in good shape, he's always in the gym. That's what you need to do if you are serious about being a professional fighter. And 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 really, when you think about some of the all-time greats, even even you mentioned Roberto Duran several times, he ballooned up between fights. You know, wow, Ricky Hatton gained 30 up. pounds, easy. More than that, you know. And, and the, the truth of the matter is, is Floyd Mayweather never did. So when he was preparing for camp, they never had to focus on weight. They focused on game plan and strategy, and and fine tuning, uh, you know his, uh, uh, you know his 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 game plan. You know what he what he plans to do if he's gonna you know move, work, jab, whatever. Um, so yeah, I I give him oodles of credit for that, Sal. No, I I know, and, and you do credit him for that, and as I do as well. And you know, like I said, one day the history books are—they're going to write about Floyd, and, and Floyd's going to have his place in history. And, and as I said, he's done a lot, and he's accomplished a lot, and uh, it's going to be noted, and it has been noted. Uh, I do not also agree or like the statements when he says he could—he could have beaten uh, Triple G or this and that. But for what Floyd has done, and what he's capable of doing, I—I uh, uh, could give him credit for that. But I also agree with you. When you say we will never see or we have not seen the best Floyd Mayweather because he did not challenge himself on that level. And that I agree with. And that's a shame. Okay, we got another email. This one's from my man, Coach. He's in the chat room Coach. right now. Uh, you can check it out, our official chat room up on BillyCBoxing.com. Uh, here's, uh, he, he, this, this is his email. He says, hey, Billy C., sorry I missed your last event. I just had too much happening. Given enough notice, I plan to make the next one. Well, the next one is going to be over the summer. I'm actually going to uh, start putting that together. It's going to be a major event. Major. Um, we are going to uh, plan uh, uh, not one, not two, uh, but at least three days' worth of activities uh, that we are going to do uh, down in St. Simons, hopefully. And, um, you know, it, it, we're going to gear it towards, um, you know, you bring in your families and everything else. And uh, it's going to be a great time. And we're going to have boxing exhibitions. Yeah, we, we are. We are. We're, Marlon uh, Starling is going to kick the crap out of Sal Rocky Senecola. Probably. Probably. So, but uh, it'll be fun. You know, we're we're going to get, uh, hopefully, Jerry Cooney can come down and uh, play some golf. Uh, in his, get, in his bare Jerry feet Coon. because he, he never wears socks. Uh, but uh, uh, and and your buddy with the Cuban cigars better get a couple for Jerry because Jerry loves uh, a good cigar. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, so so if you guys want some information on that, just like the mugs, uh, the uh, brass knuckle mugs we're doing, just drop me an email because we're starting a list. This particular event is going to be like um, 
you know, reservation type only because of the nature we're going to do. It's going to be a very personal event. Uh, you are going to be hanging out with our celebrities. We're going to have a, 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 a huge list of people that are going to be there. Uh, not only uh, previous past uh, fighters, but also some current fighters as well. So uh, you guys are going to love this one. This is going to be the best event ever. Anyway, he says, now putting uh, aside uh, chit-chat, I ask you to please uh, check the chat room log a ways back, and you'll find I predicted that Mayweather uh, will fight in the cage. He says, I stand by that opinion. I say that take talking in my own observation. I say that taking in my own observations and a tip told to me by a pretty solid West Coast boxing insider. When you put together the facts, I think it would be consistent with the current Al Heyman WWE-style strategy, especially if you take into consideration the best ever. I mean, I beat everyone I put in front of me. Mayweather uh, has been recently testing the waters. I say, get ready, here it comes. In my estimation, our favorite a narcissist <coughs> Floyd pushes the limits and goes on uh, to not only fight but win in a cage f uh, in a cage fake MMA match and fight by knockout, validating in my mind TBA's uh, TBE's fraudulent brought bought and sold product. I believe Team Mayweather playing on the totally gullible millennial TMZ boxing fans that are totally ignorant to true, to true boxing facts and its history could easily be served what could be a back-breaking event that finally crushes boxing. I ask why not. Without question, the uninformed public already took the hook, accepting a false pretense 49-0 Marciano record-tying fight versus Andre Berto, not satisfied mirroring a sleight of hand of a Las Vegas magician or a veteran Manhattan corner three-card Monty dealer, Floyd intentionally or unintentionally assisted by a blind and or corrupt I-know-nothing Sergeant Schultz Nevada Boxing Commission was sanctioned to fight pro-debuting boxer Conor McGregor for a legitimately... Uh, de uh, legitimately deprived in the bank number 50 so-called record-breaking win. Can I see May Mayweather in a cage? Not in any form of reality, but these days with all the zero qualifying smoke and mirrors ranking, why not? First, please consider the proverb, those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. That said, after considering the March 31st, 1996 in WrestleMania uh, 12, in which Bret Hart lost a WWF World Heavyweight title to Shawn Michaels in a 60-minute Ironman match, uh, and in the co-feature, Rowdy Roddy Piper met WWE superstar Goldust in a sanctioned Hollywood backlot brawl inspired by the O.J. Simpson car chase, I have to ask a question. That in mind, and considering that just 10 years ago on March 30th in 2008, Mayweather faced the big show in WrestleMania 24 and followed it up with the September 2011 referee Joe Cortez aided infamous sucker punch win over vicious Victor Ortiz after examining Money Mayweather, uh, Money Mayweather's so evident modus operandi. You can, can you or Sal join me in my Colombo 2020 hindsight and see the boxing public accepting a McGregor cage fight. 
Um, Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor in the cage, uh, WWE style with a with a fixed outcome. Um, hate to say it, but I could see that happening, Sal. And the reason why I could see that happening is because uh, Conor McGregor made a hundred million dollars fighting Floyd. We know Floyd's looking to make $100 million or more if he decides to ever step in the ring again. We know that he fought Conor McGregor to pay the tax bill he owed for uh, Manny Pacquiao fights, so you would have to assume that he's going to owe taxes on the McGregor fight. Um, you know, if, if the outcome can be in Floyd's favor and if Floyd could do all the, the driving of the bus, I could see it happening. And, and yeah. you know, Floyd... Floyd doesn't really care about the history of the sport of boxing. Floyd cares about his bank account. And I would think oh, yeah. uh, Coach is right on, considering a lot of the young millennial-aged uh, uh, fans would buy right into that. What's your thoughts? I think it would be great. I think it could happen. I think just what you said, uh, people would buy into that, and people uh, could, could enjoy seeing that. I think it would be something that would be promoted. And, uh, you know, hey, it would be another uh, chapter in the Mayweather book. Um, I just, you know, I, I, could you imagine if he does a WWE cage match and then they count it as his fifty-first win? They, no, they get... I, well, you know that that happens in the movies, uh, but uh, they can't. They couldn't do that as his fifty-first win. Hey, you know, who said it? Bobby Chess said uh, when we were trying to validate how could they approve or sanction this legitimate fight between Conor McGregor, who's making his pro debut as a boxer. Uh, against Floyd Mayweather and you know Bobby said uh, the definitive term he said because it's looked at as a striker sport both sports so that's how they can give it to him uh, you know his first gate his first fight out of the gate so you know uh, whether that's the, the, the truth and reality behind what happened uh, I, I don't know but the, it, it makes a lot of sense uh, even though they're two separate uh, striker sports you know <clears throat> a lot of uh Former great fighters uh, went over to the uh, wrestling ring uh, to make money. Joe yeah. Lewis uh, comes to mind. Uh, if you watch uh, the movies, uh, my favorite movie, uh, Requiem of a Heavyweight, uh, the star in that one uh, ends up being forced to, to go into wrestling to make a living. Same thing as Harder They Fall, right? Didn't, uh, oh, didn't gosh, go that was that. so classic. But, uh, but anyway... Uh, and and currently Ronda Rousey, <laughs> she's uh, making the jump over too, uh, although she didn't box. But uh, uh, anyway, you got to you got to follow the money, I guess. You know, but uh, uh, it is what it is. You know, but um, uh, we'll see. You know, I've been wanting to uh, uh, get the uh, phone lines open here, but uh, we got one more email, uh, and then uh, and then we'll open it up uh, for at least a call or two. But uh, first, I'm going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. He may not have an excellence in broadcasting award, but the night's still young. And he's got martinis. So you never know what may be by morning. By morning. It's Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. 
And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be here. You know, uh, Sal, it's funny. I, I, you know, Howard Stern, you know, whether people listen oh, to Howard Stern or not, yeah. right? Howard Stern learned something really early on in his successful uh, radio career. Um, he said, people that love me watch me an hour a day. People that hate me watch me three hours a day. And he's so right. You know, I, we got we got a, a, a bozo uh, uh, in one of the chat rooms right now who bashes me every chance he gets. And uh, but he doesn't miss the show. He, he tells he's giving me a background of all the shows that we do, and he doesn't miss the show. You know, and and, and I say to myself, if if you really hate me that much, why why are you watching, man? Why are you listening? You know, I mean, come on. You know, I, even when I give accolades to fighters. I don't get credit for it. I, they, and they don't listen to what I say. I don't just say something without an explanation. And I I agree that everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But I just, you know, and, and I value everyone's opinion. I just read an, I just read an email uh, from my man Field who, you know, can't stand that I, I, I don't like Mayweather. Uh, he gave me reasons why I was wrong. I read him. I gave him my thoughts. Hey. The guys in my chat room, I respect them. I respect anybody's opinion that doesn't agree with mine. As long as you give me an opinion that has some merit, I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying, Sal? Oh, yeah. I know. I understand. And, you know, it's it's always, always great and always challenging to have a, a good debate and a good, well-rounded, founded, and uh, fact-based debate. I, I think it's it's fantastic. And that's what makes uh, makes a uh, difference of opinions valid, and 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 how you can look at things from both sides. So uh, I, I welcome that anytime, and I think it's a it's a good thing to entertain. No as doubt, well as being entertaining. No doubt. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> we got uh, one last email, uh, and this one's uh, uh, the subject is dream fight. Uh, he says, "Hey, Billy and Sal. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say." I've noticed you do get a lot of abuse on YouTube. Yeah, it's just a young, the, and that's what I was just talking about. I've never been to YouTube to watch a show. Well, I try uh, it. YouTube, uh, you know, uh, they have what they call the YouTube boxing community, and and a lot of the other shows are, uh, they're, they're not, uh, listen, uh, the bottom line is this is a professional show. We've been doing this show for 15 years. I'm on television. I'm on radio. That's my focal point. YouTube, uh, I became a YouTube partner several years ago and I love the um, I, I love the fact that YouTube reaches uh, its you know its large audience but but the, the facts are the facts I mean yeah we're on TV we have a, a, a following that's on TV we're on radio we have a following that's on radio we're on YouTube we have that following we're podcast we have that following you know streaming live we got that following you know it, it, the, the funny thing is is everybody watches or listens um, uh, what they prefer the, in the vehicle they prefer. There's not many crossovers. I, I very rarely, you know, talk to somebody who says, "Oh, I watch you on YouTube, and I listen to your podcast, or I I listen to you on the radio and I catch your show uh, on, on YouTube." You know, it, it's either or, and and you know, I find that fascinating uh, in a positive way. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, yeah, our audience on YouTube, in my opinion, should be bigger. Uh, but uh, but the but the people we do have uh, on YouTube are very loyal to the show, and quite honestly, even the guys that don't like me, 
like uh, legendary boxer. I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Legendary boxer. Even though he doesn't like me, I respect his opinions. End of story. Uh, here's the email. Uh, this one's uh, from my man Luke. He says, Billy uh, and Sal, first of all, I want to say I noticed you get a lot of abuse on YouTube. Now I'll counter that abuse with people that say uh, Billy's down on the modern pot product. If you're listening to the show on YouTube, you literally have any fight you can think of at the end of your fingertips. Just typing boxing's greatest fights, it'll bring up several playlists of classic golden era and modern fights. Just watch some of these and you'll understand where a lot of what Billy C is saying about the modern product comes from. Sal, I've been reading up on you, but I'm not coming across many of your fights. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places. Any any idea where uh, this guy from the UK can watch some of your fights? Sal, I, I mean, they're on YouTube, right? I believe most most of the fights are on YouTube. I thought that uh, uh, that uh, our friend John uh, took a lot of them from the, the Don King archive and uh, uh, put them up there. I know if you Google uh, my name, Sal Rocky Senecola or Sal Senecola, C-E-N-I-C-O-L-A, I mean, some of the fights that are up there are myself versus Jimmy Magnifico. Uh, Willie Honey Bear Fisher. Uh, uh, there's a couple with, uh, um, oh God, Wicked Joe Pickett. That was a good fight. And then, uh, of course, the war I had that was a great fight uh, against uh, Robert Dixon, uh, Robert Choo Choo Dixon. Uh, there should be several fights up there. There's probably a couple good uh, fast knockouts up there, too, uh, that I had. Uh, Willie Honey Bear Fisher, uh, this one, that one. I don't know if you have to put the whole name in or maybe Sal Rocky Senecola. Right, that's, that's what I would say. I would start off by searching Sal Rocky Senecola. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, Choo Choo Dixon, wasn't that the guy with the Good and Plenty commercials? Wasn't wasn't that Yes, him? yes, yes. I got him out of his overalls or his... Yeah, we, we put boxing trucks <laughs> on him. Charlie my, says... Yeah, love you remember that commercial? <laughs> Charlie says, "Love my good and plenty." Oh, my Charlie good and plenty. says, we had good and "Really rings the bell." Plenty, uh, <laughs> we had good and plenty punches that night, man. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, me, uh, wow, yeah. that that was that was uh, well, you know, Billy, you guys sit through that whole fight one time, and because uh, I I do want I, why don't I we play? The, hey, why don't we play? Listen, one time, listen, listen, commentary. Over listen, that. why don't I was just not the commentary, but why don't we show that one night? One night we will show that. That well, would be well, a, then again I, we don't have. Then again, just like I was trying to explain to Marlon, we don't have the rights to do that. But uh, yeah, you do. You can you can have the rights. No, you know they're all dead. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> but uh, 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 actually, coach just posted up uh, one of Sal's fights in the chat room right now. Oh, wow. Sal Senecola against First Willie Fisher yeah, in nineteen eighty three. So uh, anyway, we'll finish reading this uh, email. Um, uh, we just gave, uh, uh my man Luke, uh, uh, some, uh, uh, ideas of how to search Sal. Uh, and he says, I just wanted to say this, uh, Adonis Stevenson against Badu Jack is kind of a dream fight for me. When Adonis was campaigning at super middleweight, I always had an eye on him, uh, over here in the UK. There was a lot of, uh, lots of talk of him fighting Carl Frotz. So it got quite exciting. However, he became one of my favorite fighters with his one-punch destruction of Chad Dawson. Now I know the naysayers will say Dawson wasn't the same after the Ward fight, but if he was still he was still a tricky campaigner. Before I sit down to watch some of the classic fights, I usually put this one on first as a bit of a starter. However, I freely admit 
He has literally done nothing since. I'm a massive fan of Tony Bello, so I was over the moon when he got a chance at Adonis, and Adonis got the job done, but Tony shouldn't have been fighting at that weight. It's such a crushing disappointment, uh, the level of opposition he's had, uh, to be honest, and the fact that the fight was uh, uh, Sergey Kovalev never came to fruition is so disappointing, uh, and it's likely not to happen now. It's not because... <clears throat> Al Heyman and, and uh, his crew knew that uh, Adonis Stevenson was going to beat uh, Kovalev, even though we all watched Kovalev quit against Ward, so whatever. Uh, he says, I heard a few things about Beidou Jack, uh, but I became a fan when he took on Groves. It was a fight. It was his fight with James DeGalley that really made me take notice. Those two knocked uh, all kinds of the hell out of each other. And to be honest, since then, James hasn't been the same. Uh, you can see it in the post-fight and his most recent loss. He had uh, been affected by that fight. But Jack, however, seems perfectly fine. And if I'm honest, he's had better opponents than Adonis. Listen, I said yesterday, Badu Jack, in my opinion, is the best fighter under the Mayweather banner as of right now in terms of getting better. Um, you could make an argument that he's got some other more talented fighters, and, and very well he may. Uh, have some talented fighter, more talented fighters than Jack. But the thing about Badu Jack is that he's gotten better and better. You know, they kind of threw him to the dogs because they thought he was finished after his knockout loss. But in my opinion, the guy has learned from that loss and he's gotten better and better. Um, that's what fighters need to do. And unfortunately, a loss is always hard to deal with. But in 99% of the cases, most fighters improve and learn something from that loss. So in a sense, it's kind of good for their career if they, you know, plan on, uh, you know, being, uh, doing this for a while. Uh, he says, uh, I totally agree with you that I think this is the end of the line for Stevenson as a champion. On paper, it looks like it's an all-out war, and I'm hoping it lives up to the hype. Uh, that it's getting. You mentioned even though uh, Jack is a Mayweather fighter, he doesn't get the promotion that he should. I think that you're right. And if you watch any footage of him outside the ring, he's quite quiet and reserved. And if you watch any of Mayweather's documentaries, every single person in his gym that is under a promotional banner uh, is a carbon copy of him. I know it seems daily that we bring up Mayweather, uh, but this is one of those legacies I think he's left behind. I know I'm touching on dangerous ground here, but he's kind of created this image that young black fighters have to be uh, braggadocious, mouthy, draped in gold jewelry in order to be stars and in order to get uh, network coverage. I'm certainly not saying that all young black fighters uh, are like that, but just look at the most recent crop and tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, Jack uh, just simply doesn't fit that mold. He's more of a throwback fighter, just gets in the ring, comes forward and bludgeons you, and then keeps himself to himself outside of the ring. I thoroughly look forward to this fight. Um, first of all, I don't think it has anything to do with black fighters and uh, the bling and, and throwing money around. I think that <clears throat> that is the persona that Floyd gave to young fighters, it worked for him, and we are a uh, society of copycats. Uh, what works for one, we want to work for us. If you see a successful, um, you know, business or something like that, people try to emulate it right away. Um, you know, look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, took off, and now there's uh, a lot of other uh, uh, cypo -crypt uh, cryptocurrencies out there uh, as well. Um, so, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with race. Um, you know, I just think, and look at Conor McGregor. You know, he, he flashed around some bling too. So, um, but yes, I do get your point, uh, you know, and, and I also agree that 
a fighter, you know, we said it, I think we said it, I think somebody said it in an email the other day, Sal. Boxing, the beauty of boxing is that you get the accolades. If you perform in the ring, you'll get the accolades. You don't need to coax along people to to give you the accolades, right? No, you're 100% right. I mean, in, in my era, uh, you know, we, like I said, we sought out to fight the best because we felt we were the best. And we didn't have to speak too much because our, our reputation, our credibility, our accomplishments in the ring, people have to talk and be welcome to talk and promote it. I, I mean, it was definitely, definitely just a different era. I mean, boxing was a staple. It was a household recognizable everyday kind of event and thing that people talked about whether you talk about the water cooler chats you talk about this and that boxing it was in a mecca it was it was a, a highlight and uh, there were more names that were world class world rank and and just to talk about um uh, every day and uh so it was popular and these guys you look at it they never really had to speak too much about their accomplishments because they let their fists do the talking. And everybody else, the fans, would make that amplified, and and uh, everybody knew about it. So it was uh, it was just a total different mindset, different era. And, uh, uh, you know, now we're evolving to another era. And, and it's going to be how it, it, it's either going to stagnate or it's going to be uh, magnified by either of these fighters self-promoting themselves or people talking about what they see in a fighter. And I think it's a combination, and why not? It should be. Phone line is open. Eight, I, I hit well, the let me, let me Let me I, make I, the first call. I, I, hit the bu- I, hit the, I hit the button, and uh, no, I'm looking at my studio office, and uh, in between hey, you know the – in, in between hit, they, a, in between they hit the, the blizzard, in Hawaii a couple weeks ago. In between the blizzard, I see uh, a gaggle of turkeys. What the hell? I mean, you don't call them a flock, right? It's a gaggle. I don't know how much food they're going to be finding yeah, uh, in turkeys, the snow. Wild but, uh, like anyway, phone line is open. Sal, would you shut up? You know, I, you, you know, you're sitting there. You're talking. You don't even. I, I can't even hear you because I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Go ahead. What were you saying, Sal? Because I didn't hear a word you said. Uh, I didn't say crickets. <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, <clears throat> you gotta. If you want to be heard, you gotta wait because I can't hear you when I'm talking. You know, obviously you can't hear me when I'm talking. I, I don't know. We can't hear nobody. I tell you what. I want to hear you. Give us a call. Eight four five. What the hell's the phone number? <laughs> hey, come on. Eight four five. Got it in my phone. Eight four five two two eight eight seven one zero. Eight four five two two eight eight seven one zero. If you got a question, comment, or concern, uh, give us a call. Uh, yesterday uh, we were getting uh, bombarded with people that wanted to call in yesterday. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, the bottom line is uh, you can uh, give us a shout right now. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, all in all, I mean, uh, I was a little surprised that we got the uh, interest uh, level that we did uh, in, uh, in you-know-who because, uh, I mean, Really, I, I hope that Floyd, in my opinion, Floyd Mayweather should really focus on his promotional company. Forget about the cage. It's all about the money with him, but forget about the cage and uh, forget about all that stuff. Uh, but, I think uh, he'll get hurt in the cage. Anyway, Sal, we're going to uh, kick you to the curb here for a second. Uh, and uh, I am going to uh, get a caller on the line. Uh, I got a caller on the line right now. What's your name and where are you calling from? <laughs> 
Billy C's, Jason, legendary boxer. I wanted to call and set you straight. Oh, well, man, man, now. this guy. I, I'm glad you called, Jason, <laughs> because uh, you and I uh, are looking uh, at two different uh, ends of the spectrum. So go ahead, speak your mind. How, you just lied in the comment section and said Heyman never won a purse bid. Did you forget he outbid Kathy Dewa for the Kovalev versus Stevenson purse bid? Did well, you forget that? Let, let me ask you something. Does, do you know anything about purse bids? Don't you have to be a promoter to be a, to, to put in a purse bid? Do Did you, you forget that Kathy Dua lost the purse bid and ran away after she lost? But, but wait a minute. Did you forget Did, that, Billy the, 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 the point is this. Is Al Heyman a promoter? That doesn't mean anything. Oh, can, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It, it, it definitely means something because... You're just because... trying to your way out from no, no. ducking, and that's, uh, that's kind of up that you're Co giving him so much cover like that. That's Listen, not right. first of all, I call him a cheat, a quitter. I, I'm not a fan of Kovalev at all, so that's first Yeah, well, he's a quitter, so, and he's, again, he was scared of getting knocked out by Stevenson's left hand. We all know this. That's why he ran over to HBO. We all know this. Stevenson, like the... Stevenson can only knock out women. That's all he can knock out nowadays. Come on. Chad Dawson was a great knockout. And and listen, Bado Jack is gonna that's gonna be a good fight. Let's see what happens. But let me let's get back to the Al Heyman thing. Al Heyman is not a licensed promoter in any state. Therefore that, that, that he cannot... means nothing. He still won the purse bid by using whatever Samson or whatever boxing company uses. Who cares if he's not a promoter? Well, Why does well, that matter to you? As long he's giving us good fights. Who no, cares? He's not, not giving us good fights. Give he's given he's given us he's given us uh, you see we can't have language like that. You're a clown. Um we can't have uh people that uh you know don't know what they're talking about uh and and give us a call like this clown. Uh I gave him a platform and he ruined it for himself. The truth of the matter is this, um, you know, Al Heyman has never done a purse bid anywhere because the legal ramifications of a fight and purse bids, I was a promoter, a licensed promoter, you can punch it up and look, and the rule is you have to be a promoter. Now, what this guy was saying was, oh, he had one of his underlings put the, the purse bid in. Um, really? Samson Boxing did not win any kind of a purse bid. A purse bid is when they are forced to have a fight that was ordered. Kovalev-Stevenson was never ordered. There's no purse bid on a fight unless it's ordered. You know, this is my whole point, Sal. You got people that don't know anything. Uh, PBC and Al Heyman had a model that they tried to, to, to make work. And for all intent purposes, it was a smokescreen. He uh, basically took that $500 million that uh, people put into the ante and pissed it all away. He gave uh, outrageous purses. Uh, he was, uh, uh, you know, uh, buying up all the time on the networks, and uh, it failed. And the, the end result now is all of the fight. As a matter of fact, there are multiple fighters that are in lawsuits right now with Al Heyman because they haven't, uh, he hadn't lived up to his promises. But here's the tricky part. This is where Al Heyman was smart, Sal. He doesn't own a license to be a manager. He doesn't own a license to be a promoter. So therefore, any commission would not uh, uphold any kind of a lawsuit from a fighter. So it would have to be brought from outside the boxing world. And what Al Heyman does have, with these fighters are advisor contracts. And an advisor is uh, not subject to anything except advising a fighter. I advise you to eat Sal's pizza. If you don't like it, that's not my fault. 
If you love it, that's not my fault either. I'm advising you to try it. I'm not telling you to. I'm not telling you that that it's right or wrong or whatever. I'm advising you to do it. What's your thoughts? I think you hit it on the head, and 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 that's it. You just advise and and try to uh, to try and see what makes the most sense. And uh, uh, you know, it's 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 so convoluted on so many levels when you just deal and dial direct you get the facts and you know once you can decipher it with what the reality is of the situation you make the right choices that's all yeah well you know i i love when people uh phone line is still open 845-228-8710 i i love when people uh say things and and obviously just as i'm being criticized for being biased against floyd which i from the personal level from the from the human being, I'm not a Floyd fan, but I, I've given him accolade upon accolade. Um, it's the same the other side. You know, uh, this particular clown thinks that uh, only the PBC fights are good. He used uh, Deontay Wilder against Luis Ortiz, which I agree, that is a good fight. But it's, uh, you know, Ortiz is being, come on, Bermain's to Vern. Uh, you know, give me a break. Um, you know, why isn't Keith Thurman fighting Errol Spence? Both of those are Al Heyman fighters. You know, so, uh, you know, because uh, it's, you know, please, you know, but uh, but in any event, it is what it is, Sal. It is what it is, Bill. And uh, and, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about it. There's going to be debates. There's going to be pros and cons. There's going to be. And that's why we all have our own opinion, because it could be debated and it could be discussed intelligently and it could be uh, uh, stories or, or reasons from both sides of the aisle. And that's that's what makes uh, makes everything heated and makes everything uh, in, in an order to discuss and do it intelligently and have some facts. That's all. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You know, uh, one of one of my thoughts um, on uh, just to just to bring him back up, Al Heyman. You know, <clears throat> the misconception about Al Heyman is that he is all good for the fighters. Great, great, great. Um, you know, Al Heyman never lost a penny of his own money. He was able to smoke screen and paint this picture that you know he's all he cares about was the fighters. That it wasn't anything else. That's so false. The guy got extravagant purses for the fighters because he was getting a cut of it. He got underhand, he got you know other money from the networks because he was getting a cut of it. And when Wall was said and done, what I thought he should have done and what I thought he was going to do was when he bought all that time on the networks a couple of years ago, that he was going to build up the fighters and then once a year, twice a year, have a big pay-per-view and have them fight each other. So in other words, market the fighters on the network television and then come back with a pay-per-view and make up the money. But that, as we learned, was not his model. His model was he thought that he was going to produce such a great product that the networks were going to pay him in return. And that obviously did not work. So the question is, is it the networks that didn't see the potential with the product? Or was it the product itself that wasn't as good as advertised? And I think the word advertise is the key here, Sal, because the advertisers are the ones that didn't step up. End of story. You know, Al Heyman is hanging on right now by a threat. He's got his deal with Showtime. That's it. Because that uh, guy that looks like a, <laughs> a child molester, Steven Espinosa, um, that's his guy. You know, he's got Lou DiBella as his biggest puppet uh, as a promoter. Lou DiBella, we've done, uh, there's been countless articles written by our staff 
uh, about the uh, unpromotion. He doesn't pro the non-promotion uh, that uh, uh, he does. You know, so I don't know what else to say, man. I, listen, the bottom line is nobody loves the sport of boxing more than me. All I want is for this sport to be uh, reputable. I don't want it to be WWE. I want the fight to, the best to fight the best. I want two young guys that are 10 and 0 to go at it. One guy is going to advance to 11 and 0, the other guy is going to learn a lesson. It doesn't mean you've ruined your career with a loss. That's the way it used to be. All you got to do is look at the all-time greats and see that uh, that they all suffered losses, but they all came back better. And uh, I'm not suggesting that I want fighters to lose, but if it should happen, as long as they learn from it, it'll better themselves. What happens today is they coddle fighters, and then all of a sudden they put them in a real fight, the fighter loses, and then they blame the fighter. And it's not the fighter's fault. That's all. What's your thoughts? Well, you said it right there. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, you know, sometimes there were, there's so many different ways to look at it and so many different pathways that or paths that managers, promoters, try to cultivate and bring a fighter up and and you know sometimes they 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 uh will, will protect him for a while then throw him to the wolves and saying if he can't make the grade then he starts all over or he or he finds another venue but the bottom line is you know everybody should have an opportunity and including the fans the fans should have the opportunity to see the best fighting the best and uh fighters developing their career should look to progress along and step up naturally along the path that's going to enhance and give them all the life lessons they need in the ring so that one day they, when they do get that opportunity to fight for the title, they are a well-rounded, well-accomplished fighter. You know, they're saying in the chat room <clears throat> right now that uh, boxing needs to follow the UFC model. You know, that's easy to say, but it's impossible to do, and I'll tell you why. The UFC was able to begin uh, its league. It's a league, and the, the fighters that are part of the UFC fall under the league rules and league um, guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. Boxing could never do that. And, and I will say this. The closest to that happening was the PBC. Um, but because uh, of Al ha A. Heyman's greed uh, you know, and the, the war chest of other people's money, he lost it. He, he won't be able to get that funding anymore. Uh, but that was the closest thing. Gobble up all the fighters, create your own league of sorts, and move on from there. Uh, you, we're finally seeing a lot of those PBC fighters fighting other fights because uh, they need promoters to do it. That's where Al failed. He was smart enough to know that he didn't want to take on the risks of being a promoter. He just wanted his cut uh, of, uh, of purses and, and promotions, etc. even though he, he was never a promoter. So the UFC uh, is, is something that could never happen in boxing unless, unless they followed my model. I created a model, by the way, that, uh, that would work with the four major sanctioning bodies not losing out and the system would work. Um, but, uh, but they would have to be willing to do it and they wouldn't lose any money. Uh, it's the only way, but the, the bottom line is money drives the sport of boxing. A fighter might be loyal to a, a sanctioning body until there's an opportunity that's uh, going to pay them more. And the next thing you know, they're, they're throwing that uh, belt in the garbage can and praising the new one, you know? So, um, loyalty is the problem in, in boxing. But then again, in today's world, loyalty isn't what it used to be, Sal. 
well, you said it right there. No, it's uh, it's yesterday, no tomorrow. And uh, it's, a, it's a different world, as I said. And we either change and we either uh, evolve and look to uh, still keep the integrity and the the uh, playing field the way it should be or, or we, we let it get it bent out of shape and uh, we conform to, uh, to things that, uh, that are going to change the structure, change the ways and change things of, of what people in a position think that the fans and think that it makes the most sense at the time before they look at the whole big picture. That's all. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man. Well, listen, hey, I man. I think it's short-sightedness on a lot of parts. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. No. Hey, listen. Uh, I uh, had uh, hoped that we would have had more time to uh, keep the lines open. I had several people on the uh, Facebook uh, side that uh, wanted to call in. We didn't shut up uh, quick enough for them, and uh, uh, they're not uh, uh, on. So I'm okay with that. Uh, maybe we'll open them up again tomorrow. Um, but uh, speaking of tomorrow, Sal. Uh, we will be talking uh, about uh, the big fights uh, scheduled for this weekend, specifically the World Boxing Super Series uh, is uh, is the biggest. We do have uh, the return of uh, Gilberto Ramirez and uh, uh, another uh, young fighter that I'm uh, curious to uh, watch the progress on on the same uh, uh, network, which uh, uh, is taking place on ESPN, I believe. Uh, so we will uh, talk about those fights and break them down tomorrow. But on this day in boxing history, Sal, February 1st in 1946, uh, Marty Servo knocks out Freddie Cochran in the fourth round to win the world welterweight title, and that took place in New York City. On this day in 1970, Bruno Acari wins a 15-round decision over Pedro uh, Akadu uh, to win the uh, WBC World Junior Welterweight title, and that took place in Rome. On this day in 2003, Carlos Hernandez wins an eight-round technical decision over David Santos uh, to win the vacant IBF Junior Lightweight title that took place in Vegas. On this day in 2003, Juan Manuel Marquez knocks out Manuel Meeting uh, in the uh, uh, seventh round to win the vacant IBF uh, World Lightweight title that took place in Vegas. On this day in 1904, Abe Battelle knocks out Harry Forbes in the fifth round of a scheduled 20-round fight to retain his world featherweight title, and that took place in St. Louis, Missouri. And finally, on this day, February 1st, in the year 1900, wow. terrible Terry McGovern stops Eddie Santry in the fifth round to retain his world featherweight title, and that took place in Chicago, Illinois, on this day 118 years ago, right? 118 years. That's a, that's a long time, Sal, isn't it? That's, that's, well, thank God it's older than you and I. Put together. You, is it older than you? <laughs> I know it's older than me, but I don't know about you. But, uh, it's older than you and I put together. There like you go. That. You're right about that. Uh, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Wait, it that. isn't. It isn't. It isn't. But uh, anyway, hey, listen, boys and girls, make sure you uh, tune in tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby. Dan and 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 and